Hello and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm Stuart Deming. And I'm Aaron Pennington. Housing prices in Nashville may see some normalizing as we head into the remainder of 2022. And is Nashville falling behind in home production or are there just too many people moving to Nashville? We sit down with Brad Reynolds today to answer all of these questions and more on Nashville Daily. Today in Nashville, we're going to get a major update on the housing market. Probably one of the most uh, volatile things that Nashville has right now. Yesterday, we talked about something that's not very volatile, and that's visitor spending. Uh, that's that's on the on, on the rise, and we, we gave some data yesterday to talk about that. But today is uh, something that is a little more precious and, and uh, fragile in Nashville, and that is the uh, housing numbers for Nashville, the market updates for that, which we're going to be talking with Brad Reynolds later in this episode. So uh, if you want to learn more about what Brad does, he's a Nashville-based realtor, one of the most knowledgeable realtors here in Nashville. You can text him or call him, 615-856-3270. You can learn more at thinkbrad.com. And also, uh, he has a great YouTube channel, at Brad where he breaks down a lot of market updates, goes into some neighborhoods, and does a lot of informative things and entertaining uh, things on there for you to see. But more uh, with Brad later. He's going to throw down a tip of the day for us in Nashville. So we're looking forward to that. All right. So we have this business, uh, this article from the Nashville Business Journal about what happened in the real estate market in the second quarter of 2022. And we're just going to highlight some of these numbers before we dive deeper in with this conversation with Brad. So in the second quarter of 2022, there was 2,986 new listings throughout Davidson County. Uh, There was 17,794 sales. Uh, The average median home price uh, sale for second quarter of 2022 was 401,000. The average days on the market, 44. And a change from 2020, uh, 2022, the first quarter, was a 29% change. So according to the Business Journal, it says economic indicators point to an impending uh, tipping point in Nashville's red-hot seller's market. I don't know if that will be true if we're at a, at a tipping point for the seller's market here. Uh, I think we'll probably – it'll be a, a true tipping point when – uh, houses stop being snatched up in like uh, two hours yeah, after they're listed off the market. That, or before they even listed <laughs> on the market. Uh, another big number uh, that you see is a 26% uh, difference in sales from the first quarter to the second quarter. Uh, so th- there's some numbers, but we're going to dive deeper into this conversation later on with Brad. But coming from another Nashville Business Journal article, the Urban Land Institute study said Nashville is falling behind on housing. Yeah. So what does that really mean? So this this uh, study, and you can read the study. It's linked in the National Business Journal article, which we have at NashvilleDailyPodcast.com, so you can find it there. They found that an, unpro- uh, an underproduction of housing is the primary cause of the nation's housing 
woes and that developers could be preparing to decrease their production in the face of potential economic downturn, um, which is very interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. Let's focus here on Nashville to see what, what is the situation in Nashville specifically. Uh, so they look at, I think it's 169 markets altogether, but Nashville, uh, for renters, uh, magnet cities like Nashville are quickly becoming infeasible. 35.4% of households rent in a magnet city. Uh, so I don't know if that's all of the cities or just in Nashville in uh, general. In, in Nashville, yeah. Yeah, and then 79.3% of two-bedroom units are affordable for a four-person family earning 80% AMI. Uh, the average median income, I believe, is AMI. It's estimated it would take around 30 months to save for a rental unit. First and last month's rent and security deposit for a four-person family earning 50% AMI. I guess that's half of the average median income in Nashville. We, we talked about apartments yesterday uh, at uh, pretty extensively. Nashville set a record number of new units that are oh, going to be on the market. It was that Wednesday episode. Yeah. Can't keep track of these. Uh, nine, almost uh, almost 10,000 were coming onto the market, I believe, within the next year. Uh, if that was the case no, or, or the throughout 2022, of 2022. Yeah, um, end of 2022. so a, a lot of units are coming in. So this is one of those things where, uh, I, I think just the people in Nashville there, I mean, I think there's a lot of things happening, but I think the major thing, the people are outpacing the city, the city. I, I think that Nashville is building as fast as humanly possible. Yeah. Um, due to any kind of materials mm -hmm. that are waiting to be used, labor that's been waiting to be used, um, land that's been waiting to be bought. So I, I think Nashville's moving as quickly as possible. Uh, but they did talk about in that article that we referenced Wednesday uh, that if we kind of kept up this rate, maybe that, that demand for uh, an apartment or a house or anything like that might end up being less than the supply eventually there, there wasn't a real clear indicator on how long it would take for that to happen. Yeah. Uh, but we may see a slowing down because of that come to market of 10,000 apartments, you know, still, unfortunately, most of them luxury type units, about 80 ish percent of them, uh, luxury ish units. Uh, but we will see a slowing down of the, the spike in rent that we've seen here in Nashville over the past few years. Did you have to pay security first month and last month for the place that you live, Aaron? No, I've I did not. Never had to do that. No, I, I did not. I see that. I don't see that with the larger apartments. Okay. I do see that with more individual style homes that are needed to be rented out. They do okay. require first last month uh, and, security. and possibly a security deposit. It, it it kind of it feels like it depends on. Uh, either maybe the renter's history, possibly, or how greedy the, <laughs> that the, the person who's renting is. it out wants to be. Yeah, that's it's an interesting concept, and I've never yeah. done it. So I just I was wondering if you did it. Now let's yeah. talk about some local food. I had the opportunity to eat at a deli that I have not eaten at in a long time, and this is located inside of Marathon Village. It's called Southern Engine Deli, and I had a pastrami sandwich. It was incredible. It I was, regret was, not eating there. It was it was <laughs> hot. The pastrami was amazing. The pickle was fresh. Like it yeah. was just a good sandwich. And it's been a hot minute since I've eaten at this deli. And I want to say since the last time they've stepped up their game. Uh, uh, the, I the mean, sandwich was oh, so good. This is really the first time that I've seen it in a while. I unfortunately only 
got a Diet Coke at this place, and the sandwiches looked absolutely incredible. And Aaron was just, incredible. like, sitting there drooling, and I'm like, oh, this pastrami just everywhere. I, I honestly think that Southern Engine Deli could be one of the best hot sandwich places in town. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I with with totally what I saw agree. there, because we were in a group of four, uh, three people uh, other than myself, all had sandwiches when he bit into them steam was still coming out and then just everything like the, looked incredible dripping like it was fantastic like just a great sandwich <laughs> so uh southern engine deli in uh in marathon village uh also we'll, we'll get into brad here in uh just a second Stuart, do you want to do you want to get set up for the yeah, yeah, uh I'll, uh, I'll the go interview you go brad. go get brad prepped and See and ready and go into hair and makeup and all that stuff yeah okay we'll get him into hair and makeup and and everything. I don't wear makeup. <laughs> you will for this interview, uh, but uh, we'll we'll catch them in a second. But I do want to give a, uh, a a shout out to our sponsor, Blessed Day Coffee. Uh, this wouldn't be possible without Blessed Day Coffee. Uh, a lot because we would still be uh, half awake for this podcast and not as energized and pumped up and ready to go as we normally are. And uh, you can, if you want to feel this pumped up and energetic and caffeinated, then uh, you can go to blessedaycoffee.com. Use the discount code XPLR20 at checkout for 20% off of your uh, purchase there of some coffee. And uh, if you're in the Nashville area, you will get some free delivery. You can check out that uh, on their website as well. But uh, this is absolutely incredible. And a partnership that we've made with them, we have a Tennessee Sunrise Roast, which I've had the pleasure of really enjoying lately. You open the bag up, and it smells like peanut butter, and it's absolutely incredible. And we also have the Nashboro Espresso Roast to check out there if you like the dark roast or espresso roast side of things. Uh, But let us know what you think. Get a bag of that. Free delivery in the Nashville area. Uh, you can check all that out at blessedaycoffee.com, and you can find that out in the uh, the website, nationaldailypodcast.com. I'm going to turn it over to Stuart and Brad for a tip of the day and a market update and a whole lot more, so take it away. All right, joining me in studio is Brad Reynolds, and he has a tip of the day for us. I'm really excited to hear uh, what your tip of the day is. Yes, my tip of the day is if you have not visited the Cheekwood Botanical Gardens, make sure to go. It is one of my favorite places in town. 55 acres over in Bellmead. The property was built in 1929 for Mabel for the Cheek family, who started Maxwell House Coffee. In 1960, the property was purchased by numerous nonprofits here in town. It is a fantastic place to get out, take the whole family, and have a bunch of fun. Did you know, just a random fact about Cheekwood, that basically the entire house was built for that mirror that's in one of the uh, things going into the living room. Oh, wow. The entire house was built for that mirror. Your head is full of all these things that I don't know, but uh, we'll learn from you. Cheekwood is a a great place. I would highly recommend it. All right, so let's get into this housing market. It It is changing over the last month or so. So how is the market stabilized here in Nashville? Yeah, good question. So the last few months have brought a great 
increase in inventory. When you go back to the start of the year, let's take April, for instance, we got down to a low of just 350 places in the city of Nashville that were available. Truly insane. While we had about 1,300 properties under contract. So fast forward just a few months, and today we're at 1,400 properties available. So increase of about 1,000 properties in just four months versus 1,300 under contract. I do think when you look out until probably spring, March, April, May of next year, we'll hover back and forth between that one-to-one -one ratio. Sometimes there'll be a few more under contract. Other times there'll be a few more available. Um, but I think that's where we're going to hang out. So with all of those changes, what's like the current median price on a home here in Nashville right now? Yes. So for anybody expecting the price to just plummet in recent months, unfortunately, you are wrong. When we look at January of this year, the median price was $500,000 for the city of Nashville. I think it's more important to focus on median versus average because that average is way up there. Median is the more relevant statistic. Back in June, we got to a high of $575,000, but right now we're at $550,000. So still, even in an off year like this, a 10% increase through these start of the year so far. And I think probably by the end of the year, we'll still probably be 555, 560, uh, still a solid year overall. So now, now, now let's talk about the market in 2023. Yes. Do you think the market's still going to be as stable or do you think a lot of people are just going to come in and buy a ton of inventory in 2023? Yeah, so I would expect that available versus under contract to stay about the same, probably hovering that one-to-one. -one. We'll have points where it'll be a little more, a little less. Um, really, buyers are being more patient than ever. Um, you know, you go back to the start of this year, the end of last year was basically you go up, you see a house, it's like, hey, you want it? Let's offer right now if you want to have any chance of getting it. Now they're taking a more cautious approach on the whole I'm showing people more properties before they make a decision. Um, and more people are offering a little less than asking price. When I look at 2023, I'm thinking we're probably going to see a list to sales price in that 96 to 98%. So on the whole, sellers are still going to get very close to what they're looking for, but they can expect to wait a little bit longer. And buyers are probably going to ask more for closing costs, which for anyone who's watching this and has bought the last few years, uh, closing costs are when or part of the prop, uh, part of buying the property, part of the fees the lender charges, and the seller can pay part or all of that up to three percent of the price. So if you're selling, don't be surprised if you get an offer with a buyer requesting seller paid closing cost. So if I was a buyer in this market, what tips would you recommend for me right now? Yeah. So uh, be patient. There's a lot out there, and unless you're in a situation where you're moving in the next few months and you've got to have a place right now, take your time. Um, it's not a situation where you have to show up and offer five minutes later. Uh, get out, see five, 10, 15 places. You don't have to buy the first thing you see. Conversely, don't see too many. Sometimes people just want to look and look and look and do what I call as the somewhere over the rainbow mentality. They'll find that perfect one and then they'll say, yeah, this checks all the boxes. But I think somewhere over that magical rainbow is an even better one. So when you do find the one you want, go after it and maybe ask for some closing costs or maybe offer a little bit beneath the list price if it has been the market for a few weeks. Let's just talk about the rate real quick, the interest rate. Uh, how is that going to change towards this end of this year and in, into 2023? Yes. So one of our predictions in our one of our most recent videos we did together 
was that the interest rate would hover between that four and a half to five and a half percent range. Again, I do think we'll bounce back and forth there. I don't think we're going to reapproach the threes anytime soon. But conversely, if you locked in at the upper fives, low six in recent months, now may be the time to refinance. So keep an eye on those. Brad, we were talking before we did this interview. Uh, and you had this really nice quote. Can you say that again? Yes. Date the rate and marry the house. So if you find that perfect house, lock it down, even if it's not at the most ideal interest rate. Because remember, you can always go back and refinance should interest rates go lower. And I think they will. So recently, the city of Nashville released an 81-page document on renderings of the East Bank. And I know there's a lot of talk about this. We wanted to bring this up with you. And what are your thoughts about the East Bank and the River North area? Because they're two distinct different things. Yeah, great question there. It's really cool to see what the Nashville Civic Design Center has put out. My wife, Ansley, when she was in grad school at the University of Tennessee, did a summer program where they went and were part of the design studio. So I've got a little bit of insight into kind of how they operate. Um, really cool to see what they've put out. I love where they've put the Titan Stadium at the back. I love all of the mixed use in the front. Um, and watching some of y'all's videos, I'm a little unsure on some of those neighborhood names, like four different neighborhoods seems it's, a little... It's so ridiculous. Doesn't that seem a little too many? Yeah. Like, do we really need four? Like, is like one or two good? Um, and like you said, they are two different areas, River North being where Oracle is and the East Bank being where the Titans is, uh, what is it, 350 acres on one and 100 on other? I mean, it's... Yeah, give or take, yep. It's exactly. Huge. Yeah. And then you've got those little developments in between where some of those like the Travel America sites. Yes, yes. And, it, and then there's so much more happening across the street from River oh, yeah. North that hasn't been announced oh, yet. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be dramatically different in 10 years. Absolutely. I, it's really going to come to define our uh, our city. Um, and I'm excited to see it, it come together. I hope that we can get to a point where the river is usable. It's historically so polluted. You know, people will come in town and say, why don't you have more in the river? And it's like... Because it's disgusting. It's the disgusting. Cumberland River is literally disgusting. It literally makes me think of a Seinfeld episode where Kramer goes and swims in like the Hudson River. Yeah. And he gets out, he just gets like morbidly sick. It's like, that's what would happen to you. I think you I would rather that. swim in the Hudson yes. than the Cumberland. Yes. Oh, yeah. So with, the, with all that development coming... What are you really excited for for Nashville in 10 years? Yeah. So I think when you look at the continuation of the development between downtown to Vanderbilt, all of those gaps filling in, um, the second and Peabody site, the Cumulus radio site, um, and so many more to be announced. Um, there's so many, what do we have, like 80 projects between 10 and 60 stories going up in yeah. some phase? I mean, it's yeah. some insane number. There's probably only one or two other cities in the country with that that number of just sheer development. Maybe maybe Austin. Maybe Austin. Uh, maybe Toronto. Um, yeah. yeah. When you look at that, you know, when you look at the, a skyline picture or just driving around 10 years from now, we'll look back and be like, holy cow, like it has come so far. With fall just right around the corner, what are some of your favorite recommendations here in Middle Tennessee for people to experience the fall? Well, if you're a long-suffering Vols fan like me, crying every Saturday is a good way to get those tears out and get those emotions out. But on a serious note, Lucky Lad Farms down in Franklin, Gentry Farms in Franklin, Cheekwood, like we've already mentioned, there's some great family-friendly options. Go pick you a pumpkin, drink some cider, and take in uh, some good food. So speaking of food... Uh, you've talked about this off air a few times, but it's Smoking Oasis over yes. in the Nations. Just yes. talk about your favorite sandwich and your experiences there. 
Well, I'm a big Texas barbecue style guy. I grew up in North Carolina, love Eastern style, which is vinegar based. Mustard is Western North Carolina based. But I love a nice dry rib, love ribs. I don't really like sauce. Um, and what Kerry Bringle has brought with his Bringle's Smoking Oasis, his newest restaurant over there in the nations is fantastic. So get out and see it. And uh, additionally, Halls is on the radar. I haven't been there yet. Halls Chop House? Yes. Or Steakhouse? Yes. Yeah. I've been to the one in Charleston, but not here. And it's, uh, I think it's going to help set the standard for steaks in this town. So, Brad, how can people get a hold of you? What's the number to text you? Yes, my phone number is 615-856-3270. My email address, brad at thinkbrad.com, and my website, thinkbrad.com. On socials, brad underscore Reynolds underscore Nashville on Instagram, and Facebook, just my name. Where can also people learn about you from YouTube? Yes, so on my YouTube channel, Think Brad. Make sure to watch, go like the videos, and subscribe if you can. All right, and that was your market update with Brad Reynolds, uh, make sure to think Brad, text Brad, call Brad, uh, thinkbrad.com, 615-856-3270. Stuart, welcome back for the closing of this episode. My makeup's looking pretty good. There you go. Yeah. I thought thought, thought it, they did a pretty good job. Yeah, just uh, covering up my bag. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let us know what you think about the Nashville uh, housing update, especially if you are, are, are a homeowner if you're renting pretty much any situation in Nashville, it's always pretty interesting to hear different perspectives of the Nashville market update. Is it cooling? Is it still heating up? Has it reached its tipping point? Let us know in the comments on YouTube or send us a DM at xplr.nash on Instagram. Hope you guys have a fantastic weekend and we'll see you on Monday. For listening to Nashville Daily. To learn more about today's episode, visit NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. And to stay connected, head to our Discord and you can find the link at NashvilleDailyPodcast.com slash connect. Nashville Daily is now offering tours. If you'd like to take a tour of downtown Nashville, head to the link in the show notes or find out more details at NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. Nashville Daily Podcast is an Explore.Nash production. Copyright 2022.